0: Haere mai, ki hipuna kōrero, a podcast hosted by Go Eco Waikato. We are a voice for the environment, a centre for learning, and a catalyst for change. Our team work across four work streams: kai, biodiversity, transport, and enterprise, and they intersect at climate action and honouring te tiriti o Waitangi. If you missed last week's podcast, search for Hipuna Corridor on your favourite podcast platform or find the podcast tab at the top of the Go Eco Waikato Facebook page. In that epispo- uh, episode, I spoke to Hamilton City Councillor Sarah Thompson about cycling in our city and how we can make it safer. And that's off the back of a successful rally and die in in Garden Place are calling for safer streets. There's currently a petition on change.org, which uh, you can sign, and, and please do, so we can uh, call on the central government to prioritise and come up with a fully funded plan for safer cycling across our Aotearoa. Shortly in this podcast, we should be joined by Hannah Huggin, our climate organiser, uh, to talk about uh, what's on on top for Hannah at the moment, as she continues her work with our team. But before that, I'm going to run through some of the events uh, that are happening in our space and in our community at the moment. First up, to let you know, this is a really important one. We just had a corridor about uh, last week around cycling in the city. Um, So if you have a bike but you haven't been on it for a little while, or perhaps the tyres flat or the gears just don't change properly, making going up a hill super, super hard, the Bike Hub might be your answer. So the Bike Hub is open 10 till 12 every Thursday and Saturday morning. With fingers crossed, we can open it up every day uh, soon. Um, and it 's a place where you can drop in and have uh, free uh, assistance to help you learn how to fix up your bike um, and it 's for free, although of course we do appreciate uh, a coha so that 's if your chain stuck you know you you 've got a puncture or um or maybe your brakes don 't work, which is really important that they do work stay safe out there people so the bike hub ten or twelve. Thursday and Saturday. Now, if you've got, say, maybe you've upgraded to an e-bike like you or you just have an extra bike in your shed and you'd like to donate it, uh, we also take donations of bikes. Um, And if you have some good quality bike parts, we also might take those off your hands because what we do is we rehome the bikes for people who request them, uh, but also we rebuild and fix up bikes so we can help to put bikes together. So there's a couple of reasons for this. One, obviously, to keep as much as we can out of landfill. Uh, And the other is just to encourage more people to get out there on their bikes, save money. This is kind of giving the middle finger to a petrol station. Uh, And, of course, um, it's fun. It's good for you and it's healthy. So we really want to encourage as many people who are able to hop on a bike. Uh, But, of course, always uh, with advocacy to the City Council and Regional Council to improve public transport and those safer uh, pedestrian and cycleways. Uh, We're in the middle of a really awesome series on on growing your own kai. Um, And the next one we have is on Saturday the 4th of June. And this one is on edible weeds. So if you come along to the Tadahi Community Garden, which is uh, organised by the Fairfield Project and is founded just behind Fairfield College off Bankwood Road, um, come to the Edible Weeds Workshop We'll have a walk around the community garden And Michael will uh, Sort of help you identify What is a weed uh, What we would normally consider a weed But is actually edible And in lots of cases really nutritious as well So we shouldn't be just Discarding something and calling it a weed When they're actually really beneficial properties Of of that plant So um, our workshops thanks to Funders, our community funders, so the City Council, for example, I Trust Wakato Well Energy. Because of them, we're able to host these workshops for free, but we do appreciate a d- donation, of course. Um, we just ask that you come along 2 pm June the 4th, which is next Saturday. Um, you can also register if you find Eco on Eventbrite. And we do prefer that so we can let you know if there's a cancellation for some reason or another. But you're also welcome to just turn up 2pm uh, Saturday the 4th of June uh, as well because we know how hard it is to plan ahead at the moment. Um, you'll also find that we've got another two tree pruning workshops coming up. So on the 11th of June, we'll be at uh, Waimaria Hamilton East Community House uh, from two o'clock. And there will be, uh, Michael will be showing you how to prune uh, summer fruit trees. Uh, This is the time of the year to be doing it. And you'll um, learn by, it's a hands-on workshop. So if you have your own pruners or secateurs or loppers. Um, you can bring those along and you'll be helping the community garden have nice pruned trees so for an abundance of fruit in the next season uh, but you'll be learning those skills as well with some guidance and if you, that's if you're on the east if you live in the west we recommend you head along to the Western Community Centre on the 18th of June um, to learn how to do tree pruning there and you'll be using the parks around the Western Community Centre to learn so, did you get that? We've got edible weeds, and we've got tree pruning for our kai workshops. Uh, we also um, want to build a really uh, strong uh, community of conservation volunteers. People are helping to uh, restore our nature spaces, and our gullies, and our forests, our bush, our, our, tr- our remnants. And so, we're um, while well, we encourage people to get out and learn hands-on and a working bee. Uh, and there's a huge list of those that happen across the city. We've also got some lunchtime and evening talks organised. So you can hear from uh, somebody who's a, a, an expert in the field to talk about different issues. Uh, and on the one that uh, you should put on your calendar now is an evening talk. And it's on the 8th of June. And it's called Restoring Māori, Uh And this is part of our... Uh, ecological restoration series where we're working with Earth Diverse to put them on. So uh, we're talking about, through the series we're talking about lakes, mauri, gullies and native birds, but in this particular one, you'll hear from uh, Kemai Huerama, uh who is also the spokesperson for Protect Pukiyahua. It's a hapū-led campaign to protect the historic gardens of Pukehaua Pa in Ngāroa Wahia. So um, I'm really looking forward to hearing Kemai speak and um, you can also uh, listen into that kōrero. You can either attend on Zoom or head into the Earth Diverse building, 401 Anglesey Street in Kirikiriroa. But you do need to register for these ones and you can do that through the Earth Diverse website, uh, earthdiverse.org.nz and then look up uh, restoration and, and then you'll find us uh, following on from that, on the 22nd of June, we'll have Restoring Gullies with Lynette Rogers and Bruce McKay from the Fairfield Project who we just mentioned, the ones who are um, coordinating with what the education and amazing work happening at the Fairfield Project. On the 6th of July, we'll be hearing from Alan Webb, who's one of, who's our, in our biodiversity team at GoEco. And Alan uh, is a a bird, we'll say a um and we'll be talking about restoring tui in the city and of course other native birds so that's our evening talks One more series to let you know about and that's our lunchtime talks So as I mentioned before there are working bees that happen across the city every week um, and it's always good to tap into the one uh, that is closest to you but in, after um, a regular working bee we've got some lunchtime talks happening so you come for the working bee uh, learn hands-on, meet meet that community, and then stay to hear a or from our speaker. So on Saturday the 25th of June at lunchtime, 12 o'clock, following the Working Bee, uh, you'll hear from Wirimu Puke, who will talk to you about and, sh- and share some of the whakapapa of our gullies in Kirikiriroa. And uh, this is a free talk, so um, you can find out more, of course, I'll give you details in a, uh, in a moment. And our, our last lunchtime talk for um, the, uh, for this particular term, for term two, uh, is a lunchtime talk uh, called New Migrant Perspectives on Restoration, and Hasha Joseph uh, will talk about uh, their journey on connecting with uh, te taio in Aotearoa, again, as a new migrant. Uh, that's happening at Jubilee Park, Boundary Road, on the 11th of June. At, again at 12 o'clock following a working bee. So that's our kai workshops and our restoration workshops and of course a reminder to come to our bike hub. I'm going to share a bit of a track now for you, some New Zealand music since it is New Zealand Music Month and then we'll return with our Hannah. You're listening to He Pūna Kōrero.
1: C'est la vie, just not for you.
0: Keti foco he pūna a show hosted by Go Eco Wakato uh, Kelly Pike here. I don't know if I said that at the start, Kia ora. Um and welcoming into the studio now Hannah. Thank Kia you for Kelly. joining us, Yeah, Hannah. no So for Hannah Hagen is our climate organizer um, and does some pretty amazing stuff, and you bring the level of cool up for our <laughs> organisation. So thank you, thank you for that. Much appreciated. Uh, so before Hannah joined us, we were talking about some of the workshops that we have, our Kai workshops, our uh, restoration workshops, and of course our bike hub. Uh, Hannah also, a large part of their role is organising events uh, for, you know, connecting our community. Uh, Hannah, do you want to, again, just give an overview of Climate Action Hub? For people who didn't listen to the previous all that we've had, uh, and also the events that you've got organised and coming up.
2: Yeah, so the um, Climate Action Hub is a community project led by GoEco, and we just hope to... Um really catalyse the movement in Waikato and Ghana um, climate action and but build, doing so through building community honoring to Tiriti or Waitangi and um, recognizing the need for climate justice so that's what we do and um, so we hold an event on the la- in the last week of every month usually it's a Friday but sometimes it doesn't always work out um, and that's just a way for people to come together whether that's in the online space with COVID of course but also um when now that we're able to hold, hold events in person as well so if people can get to know each other and share that um, desire for climate action and not feel so alone, yeah.
0: Mm. You know, when you talk about when you bring people together, yes, they're listening to the kaupapa or, or the wainanga, they're, they're listening to what's happening and being said there, but it's those connections they make face-to-face over the tea or coffee, before or after, that really helps to you know, uh, to push them along, to work together and to find those commonalities. Mm.
2: Uh, Yeah, I strongly believe in Tanga and the ability for people to come together. And um, it's amazing, you know, what happens when you connect maybe through the connection of whakapapa or connecting of interests Mm. or um, connecting of stories and values. It's just so, it's so powerful. And I truly believe in that is what powers change. And I remember someone talking about climate action. um, It was Brianna Fruin the Samoan climate activist and um she discussed being involved with Pacific climate warriors and that being the most powerful group because they could move at the speed of trust they Mm. trusted one another they knew Mm. one another and they knew that they were in the same waka heading in the same direction yeah
0: yeah I like that Mm. I like that that's really cool so how are you bringing us together in June yeah,
2: so um of course June is Matariki, so we wanted to do an event to honor that. So we are holding a Hōtapu at Kirikiriroa Marae on the Sunday uh, Sunday 19th of June. Yeah, so for those of, who may not know, a Hōtapu is a traditional Matariki ceremony which sort of um, it's te tirohanga, the viewing, um, te mahara inga mate, so you're remembering the dead, and then te fanga inga fetu, so you feed the stars. Um, so because many of the different stars in Matariki are associated with food um, and its role to care for our dead, it brings and maori um, give thanks to the star cluster by, mm. by feeding it.
0: All right, You know, I have to admit to not knowing much about Matariki or the different ways that we might um, celebrate And reflect at the time of Matariki. So, how did you come to know about a hotapu or or, or what it is? Well, so um, we
2: celebrate hotapu, we traditionally did so. Uh, with my iwi on the east coast, but there's a different understanding of Waikato, different tikanga, and I learned about that through my studies at the university. So it was... I, I've, I've since learned to know what it means on the east coast. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it previously. It was in a, in a lecture when we discussed Matariki and a hotapu came up. Yeah. So I, I think I just... Um, I think it's just one of the ways to celebrate Matariki. Um, For people, it's just taking the time to remember loved ones who are no longer with us, giving thanks to the year that's passed, um, having a feast, planning to grow a garden, giving thanks to the environment and what it provides for us and just acknowledging where we are right now in the present.
0: So tell us what time we need to get up. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it is um it
2: is a pre-dawn ceremony. Yeah, so unfortunately it is an early start. Um it's it'll begin at 5:30 a.m. Um, a.m. A. M. in the morning. Um but you have got to think of the people who will be will be cooking or for yes, me will be fine. dishes. Yeah. So um no, <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be start at 5:30 and then we'll um go inside for a breakfast so we'll be serving food. Um, and it's just at um, a koha so it's no cost involved just a koha if, if that's what you can offer to us and then um, we if you're still awake um, <laughs> there'll be a planting at the gully just next to the marae, um from 9 till 12.
0: Awesome! Uh, what, a, what an awesome way to bring people together and to learn because mm. we're all learning this is the first time Aotearoa has celebrated Matariki uh, officially um, uh, or you know, recognised by the government, whatever you know, whatever the case may be. So there will be a lot of learning for lots of us uh, on the different ways that we can we can market and and what fits for us and our whanau as well. Um, so looking ahead, what, what what's what's next after the Ho Tapu in June? So um, after the Ho Tapu, for
2: is that? June, July. Um, <laughs> we will be holding a movie screening at Lido. We will be showcasing the movie Vi, um, which explores eight Pacific women's connection to water, which, as we know, is is um, crucial to discussion around the climate crisis and what that means for our Pacific islands um, and where that positions ourselves in New Zealand as a Pacific country. Um, country in the in the pacific so yeah and we'll also be having a sort of panel pre- presentation thing before the movie um which it starts at six so so where will people find out the details about this um so we always post about it on our instagram which is climate action hub or on go eco facebook closer to the time um or you, you can always get in touch by emailing me or calling go eco
0: or you can come into GoEco, 188 <laughs> Commerce Street, Frankton, Kirikiriroa, and we'll be able to uh, tell you about that too. Um, so do people need to register or just come along? For the hautapu, mm. um it
2: is a registering event so we can get numbers for food. Um, so that will be, is on the Matariki Ki Waikato website and our uh, registration details will be coming out this week on our Instagram yep. and GoEco Facebook.
0: Awesome. Uh, so you've got a busy two months really for the end of one year and the start of another I mean what do you really hope I mean you know this year has already been a a bit of a hard start for the year um I don't know if, if you're okay with talking about this, but how are you looking after your wellbeing when we've mm. got so much going on and COVID in the mix of the challenges of, of cl- needing climate action?
2: Oh, absolutely. And I think every climate activist, or uh, everyone working at GoEco has to answer the same question about how we look after ourselves. And um, I guess that's something I've been... Investigating and exploring and learning and see what works and see what doesn 't and i 've had to grapple with climate anxiety since I learned about the climate crisis and it it, it has become quite a um, significant part of my life to just acknowledge and to exist alongside with um, I think it 's about cultivating the sense of hope I see hope mm. every day in the f- in the reality that we can create that is a safe climate future and um, change can happen instantly. Uh, we live. I've. As, I mean, maybe it's my my young age. So I learned from <laughs> that things changed instantly. Like um, all of a sudden, I'm I'm living in a, a, a different place with meeting different people, and my life's changed so much in six months. Um, with the Climate Action Hub and where it's at now, that every day in my life I see how um, everything can change in an instant. It doesn't take long. To change mm.
0: if there's the will, it mm. can happen it's just we've got to get mm. that will, and we've got to recognize as well that climate action is this this big thing that we all live in, but also there are a lot of people where they aren't able to be putting their focus into into uh climate action their day to day life is all these other struggles that a lot of people are experiencing all the time, so it's um it's a hard one yeah it is a hard
2: one. Um, but I was reading, actually, I was reading yesterday, um, Linda Tuhiwai-Smith, keynote address at Te o Whenua, and she just talked about, um, so, I mean, this is just an example of things that you could read and, um, or just like the small things in your everyday that could give hope. And she just discussed how so, something like um, decolonization a lot of people would call unrealistic or not possible, but she just discussed so beautifully this idea of how it can only exist if we dream it or um, just existing in that imagination is crucial to actually making it happen um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm rambling on here or not but following on from that idea uh, there was something I heard once where like there's four hunters trying to catch a deer or they can either catch rabbits or they can catch deer but to catch the deer they all need to believe that they can catch it and if one of them doesn't, then they just have to get rabbits. They won't feed the people back home. So we all need to be on, on the same mm. page, working towards the same goal.
0: Uh, I also love that analogy. But I feel hope too. So earlier this year, I listened to a webinar by Tanga Tereti, and it was on uh, talking to people about the changes to the history curriculum for schools mm. and how schools... Um, and, and a lot of teachers will start to be on a journey where they have to look at what was true and not true about the things that they learned and the things that they thought were fact for Aotearoa and and how they can uh, present the real truth mm. moving forward mm-hmm. about what has happened. Uh, but I also felt hope because actually we know, Matakiti uh, Mai, we know from Moana Jackson that in 2040 we're looking for constitutional reform. And if we're teaching our kids now about history and we're all are coming to learn to understand, uh, what a great place that we could end up being if we continue on the trajectory mm-hmm. that, that is happening now yeah. around us. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And um, just whilst we're talking, I realised that Climate Action Hub is one of the ways that I take care of my well-being because it's that idea that the initial idea of why it was created in the first place was to create... That community, those mutual networks of support for one another, that to acknowledge that the situation is bad and that it will get worse, but yet we have a community of people who acknowledge that and are therefore responding to that and adapting to that so that we can still hold joy and hope mm-hmm. for, for the fact that we exist as humans. So it's a really existential question, but I just remember having one day about feeling quite down about it all and uh, like overwhelmed with the world and then I, I talked to my sister and she was like i'm going to start a podcast about students being angry <laughs> and then all of a sudden i was like angry students yeah You're that's breaking. right <laughs> yeah so i was I, but i was back in that hope i was back in that sense of oh this is so cool i have people around me mm. who think like i do and who who real who have their eyes open to the world yeah. and are doing something about it just like i am and i was really um revitalized by that
0: awesome oh kia ora, hannah thank you for coming in and for sharing with us and talking about your work and, and giving us more hope too um he Kōrero, uh is a podcast hosted by go eco Wakato, uh, but the project we heard from hannah was the climate action hub uh the best way to follow uh what what is happening and, and how to connect is through instagram so that's climate action hub and please do uh, We're a not-for-profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai transport, and enterprise projects. You can find out about more uh, about us on our website, goeco.org.nz, on social media, go eco wakato, uh, and you'll find us in Frankton uh, on the corner of Commerce and Kent Street. Join us again next week for a new episode where Hannah will be talking us through uh, some uh, more uh, some on New Zealand music and how it relates to climate action. Um, Make sure you follow and subscribe to Hupuna Corridor on your favourite podcast platform so that you don't miss an episode. Uh, kia, p- kia pai tora, e hoa ma. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.